Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. There's a lot of things that's happening here at our church. There's several sign-up sheets out in the foyer. Make sure you to sign those up to... To, so we need to know about our uh, not only our church in the park, but also our Wednesday night dinner that's coming up October the 16th. So make sure you sign up and be part of everything that's going on here at Legacy Church. Uh, I want to share a story with you this morning. Before I, before I get into my uh, sermon this morning, it says this. It says, an old cowboy walks into a barber shop for a shave and a haircut. He tells the barber that he can't get all of his whiskers off because his cheeks are wrinkled from age. I mean, I, how many of you guys can... Testified of that this morning. That's why I don't shave. The barber gets a little wooden ball from a cup that's on the shelf, and he tells the cowboy to put it inside of his cheek to spread out his skin. When he's finished, the old cowboy tells the barber, man, that was the, that was the cleanest shave that I've had in years. But he wanted to know what, he would, what would have happened if he would have accidentally swallowed the little ball. The barber replied, just bring it back in a couple of days like everyone else does. Hey, praise his holy name. That is nasty, isn't it? Shame on me. But it was funny. I want to continue our, our sermon series that I started a couple of weeks ago called Dangerous Prayers. Uh, this is our, our second week into it. Last week we had past our Youth Pastor Appreciation Day, so we we talked about something different, but I felt like God was leading me back to this area called dangerous prayers. Uh, if you were here a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the, the scripture in Psalms 139 that David said in, in verses 23 and 24. He says, search, uh, search me, test me, uh, point out in me, and then lead me. That's what he says. He said, search my heart, God. Point out anything that's not pleasing to you so that I can change it, so that I can live a life that you've called me to live. See, in case you don't know what a dangerous prayer is, it's this kind of prayer. It's a prayer that we pray and ask God to reveal or to uncover things in our lives that maybe we have, that we have covered up or hidden so that, we, so that we can become closer and stronger in our faith. It's a prayer that we go to God and say, God, I ask you right now to reveal this thing in my life, God, or whatever it is that I've forgotten, God, whatever it is that I've got hidden away in, in the darkest parts of my life, God, what, whatever that is, reveal it to me, God, so I can get it out in the open so that I can be the person that you've called me to be. You see, David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. You see, David was asking God to bring things into the open that's been hidden in the dark. That he himself has hidden in the dark. That he himself has kind of placed away over in the corner and to, for, and to forget about. You see, there's no one here today that likes uh, their lives to be exposed, Right? There's nobody here today that likes things that's, that's happened to you in the past to be exposed to everyone else. I don't know if you remember, but um, you remember when Steve Harvey was hosting, I think it was Miss America pageant. And he got to the end of it and he, get, he, gave, he, given, he has given the award away to one girl. And then he realizes in just a few moments that he gave it to the wrong person. And that he had to go back and redo what he had just done. You see, in that moment, everybody knew what happened to him. 
Everybody saw what happened. Everything in that moment, that, that, that mistake, that failure that he did in that moment was exposed to everybody. Social media, TV, magazines, everywhere you turned, it was plastered on, on social media and, and, and that kind of stuff. It was talked about everywhere. Now, I know none of us in here are that famous to have our dirty laundry on TV or, on, or printed on a magazine cover. But this is what I thought. But what if... But what if we ourselves took the opportunity to expose and uncover something in our lives that we have hidden? Not, some, not somebody else coming in and exposing something in our life, but what if we took the opportunity to go to God and say, God, I'm exposing everything to you. I'm unhiding everything that's in my life that I've hidden from you, God. Everything that I've tucked away in the dark, everything that I've tucked away in the corner to hopefully forget about. God, I'm, I'm coming to you and I'm exposing it to you because I want you to change my life. I don't want to deal with that anymore, God. I don't want to hide it anymore, God. I want to get it out in the open and I want to give it to you so that I can be the person that, I've called, that you've called me to be. You see, I'm not, I'm not telling you this morning to post all of your past stuff on Facebook or social media or tweet it on Twitter. I'm not asking you to do that. But I am asking you this this morning. What if you and I got along with God and just began to confess our sins before Him? Think about that for a moment. What if we got to the place that we got along with God and we just began to confess our sins to God? What would happen? What would God begin to do in our life? What would, God, what would God begin to change in our life? What direction would God lead us in if he would begin to expose that sin that we've hidden in our life? You see, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says this. It says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in the secret will reward you. How many of you guys want to be rewarded by God today? The Bible says to go into that secret place. Why? To where there's nobody else around except for you and God. And you get alone with God and you start exposing everything that's in your life. You start, you start revealing it to him and saying, God, here's this area of my life that I forgot about, God, that sometimes you think about. It. You ever been there before? I, there's times in my life at nighttime that I'll be, I'll be sleeping and, and my mind will go back 10 or 15 years and think about something in my life that I've done. And in that moment, I'm ashamed and I don't like it and, and, I, and, I, and I need to learn to do this. God, I, I, take that out of my life. Get it away from me, God, because I don't want to live like that anymore. I want that sin uncovered so that I can get it out of my life and be the person that, God, you've called me to be. You see, when we learn to confess our sins to God, we will see a great breakthrough and a closer walk in our relationship with God. When we begin to confess our sins to God, we will see a breakthrough in our life. But not only that, but we will see a closer walk with Jesus Christ. That's what I want. It's to walk hand in hand with God, uh, to have a closer relationship with God. So Psalms chapter 51, we're going back to Psalms this morning, and we're going to look at Psalms 51, verses 2 and 3. And I'm reading out of the Amplified, Amplified Version, so it says this. It says, wash me thoroughly from my wickedness and guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my transgressions, and I've acknowledged them. My sin is always before me. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness and my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my transgressions and I acknowledge them. 
for my sin is always before me. You see, maybe you're here today and, and your relationship with God is unfulfilling to you right now. Or maybe it's come to a place where there's really nothing happening in your life. You're just kind of coming to church. You're just kind of going through the, to the motions and you're just kind of living life. But you're, you've, you, you are unfulfilled in your life and what God's wanting to do in your life today. What if the reason is this? It's because we're not confessing the sins that we're hiding in our life. What if the sins that we have in our life that we have hidden away in our heart is the reason why our life is not fulfilled in God? Or maybe there's nothing happening or nothing going on in our life because possibly it may be due to some sin that we've hidden over in the corner to hope to forget about. See, I know that if we've served God for any amount of time that our relationship can slip into what I call safe mode. Or sleep mode. If you don't use the computer for a long time, it goes into sleep mode. And you have to go and you have to shake the mouse a little bit to get it to reboot, to go back into whatever it is that you're using. But when you don't use something for a long time, it goes into safe mode or sleep mode. So maybe that's where some of you are today, is that your relationship with God is in sleep mode or it's in safe mode. And what God is saying to you today is this. Do something different in your life so that it would open back up so that I can begin to use you in a way that I know that I can use you. It's time to wake up, church. We, we're living in the last days. It's time to wake our spirits up. It's time to get before God and, and, and confess things that we don't even know is there. We, we may be confessing things that don't, it's not even there, but that's okay. Because if I run the list, I'm going to come across something that maybe I forgot about. But confess our sins before God. Expose those things before Him. So that he can take it away from our life. And so that he can cleanse us and wash us from our wickedness and our guilt. So if we're in that sleep mode, if we're in that, that, that safe mode, God says, listen, it's time to wake up. It's time to get out of that mode. Why? Because David says in this prayer, this is Psalms 51 is a prayer of confession. It's a prayer of confession. David says, cleanse me from my sin. We have to understand the reason why David is praying this prayer and the reason why he's confessing this sin. is the re Here's the reason why. Because this is a snapshot of what was happening in David's life when Nathan the prophet confronts David in 2 Samuel chapter 12 and he, and he confronts him about his adulterous relationship with Bathsheba. See, David is in a position in his life where maybe he's tucked that sin away or he's laid that, that sin away from his life. And, and in that moment, he's saying, God, reveal it to me, God, whatever is there, Father. Wash me clean. Cleanse me so that I can be the person that you've called me to, call me to be. You see, so David finds himself in a place where he needs to confess something to God so that there won't be anything between he and God. The prayer, this, the prayer in one, Psalms 139 is so much different than this prayer. David, in Psalms 139, David's asking God to search him. In this particular scripture, he's praying a prayer of confession. And my question to us today is this. Have we got away from the act of confessing? Have we got away from the act of confessing? In other words, have we learned... Everybody look at me just for a moment. Have we learned to live with sin? Have we learned to live with sin in our life and tell ourselves that it's okay? 
Because I dare tell you today that some of us here today and in our churches have learned to live with sin in our life and and we're not confessing it anymore and we wonder why God's not moving in our life and we wonder why we don't feel anything in our life anymore because it could be because we have unconfessed sin in our life. And what God is saying to us this morning is this, if you'll confess it to me, I will wash you and I will cleanse you. I will take it from you. I I don't want to live with sin in my life. I don't want to get to a place and go, oh, well, this is okay. God, this you understand, God, this is it's, it's just a little bit of gossip, right? It's not that bad. I'm not, I'm just really, I don't even call it gossip, I call it testifying. I'm testifying about somebody else. Or maybe we got a little bit of lying attitude in our life, or maybe we got a little bit of this or a little bit of that, and we're learning to live with that in our life. But God says, listen, if you're going to be the person I've called you to be, you got to get that out of your life. you got to confess it so that I can wash you clean and cleanse you from the inside out, not from the outside in. That's where David was. He was, he was in a place where he's confessing his life. You see, when we confess something, what we're doing is we're airing it out. We're airing out our junk. We're taking everything that's on the inside and we're giving it to God and say, God, here it is. Take it and use it and get rid of it in my life so I, because I don't want it there anymore. You see, that's a scary moment in our life when we begin to confess to God all that is in our life. But what I've learned is this, and this, this is going to sound so Christianese this morning, but here's, here's what, this is what I've learned. Don't you like Christianese? You guys didn't even know that was a language, but it is Christianese. We speak it all the time. People are like, I don't even know what that's about. Oh, but it's Christianese. Here it is. God takes our mess and he turns it into a message. Thank you. Karen's like, yes, I get that. But he takes our mess and he turns it into a message. How many of you guys are messed up this morning? I am I am so messed up, but God's, listen, here's what I'm learning, that if I will confess my sins before God, God takes my mess and he turns it into a message. And he begins to use my failures and all the things in my life to get to a place where God has called me to be. Thank you, Siri, for answering my question that I'd even asked this morning. You see, I'm not asking you this morning to stand up in church and start confessing your sins. And here's the reason why, because you might make some of us blush. I'm not asking you to do that, but here's what I am asking you to do. Just get along with God. Get along with God and say, God, here it is. Here's my life. Here's the sin that I'm holding on to. Here's the sin, God, that I've even completely forget about, God. Here it is, God. I confess it to you. Why? Because, God, I want you to wash me clean, and I want you to cleanse me. And see, that's not just one time, guys. That's not just when I got saved the very first time. But that's every single day that I have to go to God and say, God, cleanse me today, Father. Why? Because I know that throughout this day I've done something that's, that's, that's not you know, pleasing to you, God. So God, take it away from me. Confess, the act of confessing. Do we do that anymore? Because it's important if we don't. It's important if we don't do that to understand that, man, we've got, we've got to start confessing our sins before God. Why? Because whatever you, whatever you won't confess, God can't change. If you won't confess it to God, God can't change it in your life. See, confessing our sins to God is so important. Why? Because God wants to change you. 
He wants to do something new in your life. He wants to do something new in me. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 16 says this. It says, let us then approach God's throne with grace, with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You see that even though that, that we don't want to approach God in our life, the Bible says that if you approach God's throne and, and begin to confess and begin to lay out everything in your life, that, he, that, he, that you're going to find mercy and you're going to find grace in your life. Why? Because God cares and he wants to change you. You see, we don't have anything to worry about if God's going to take it away because the Bible says that if we confess it, he will take it away. So we don't have anything to worry about. I don't know if he's going to take that away. I don't, I'm not sure because it's a pretty big deal. Listen, God is about taking big deals out of your life. No matter what the sin is, no matter what your past looks like, God is a God that can take it, wash it, cleanse it, and put you on the right path. But you have to learn to confess. You have to learn to confess whatever is in your life. So why do I have to confess? If God knows everything, if God knows what's going on, if God knows what I'm going to say, if God knows what I'm thinking, if God knows what I'm doing, why do I need to confess? And here's the reason why. Unconfessed sin puts a distance between us and God. Sin that goes unconfessed separates you from God. It puts a distance between us and God. You see, if we don't acknowledge that there's sin in our life, how can we get close to God? How do we expect to be the person that God's called us to be if we don't acknowledge that we have sin in our life? You see, King David understood how important it was to confess his sins. You see, David was a great leader. He was a man after God's own heart. That's what God said about him. But in Psalms chapter 51, David is finding himself in a position of confessing his sin before God. God, here it is. I, I'm sorry of this, God. I, I, I repent of this in my life, God, because I need your blessings and I need your mercy and I need your presence and your Holy Spirit in my life. You see, Psalms chapter 51, verses 11, David says this. Don't cast from me your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. He's praying this prayer of confession and he gets to, get to this moment and says, God, don't take your presence from me, God. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me, God, because if you take it from me, God, I cannot be the person that you've called me to be. You see, David knew that in order for him to go back and be the person that he was, when God said, this is a man after my own heart, David realized that he had to confess his sins to his heavenly father. I need his presence. I need his Holy Spirit in my life to help me every single day. But we've got away from confessing our sins before God. You see, David was a friend of God's. David was that guy that, that had that relationship with God that everybody else wanted. David was that guy that you're like, man, I would just, if I could have a relationship with God just like David. David was that guy. But he was also that guy who committed adultery. And he was also that guy that found himself in a place where he needed God's presence and God's Holy Spirit living inside of him. But in order for that to happen, he had to confess his sins that's in his life. David was that guy, but he realized in order for me to go back to being that guy, this is what I have to do. See, sin separates us from God. It puts a distance between us and God. When we learn to live with sin or unconfessed sin, that distance keeps getting larger and larger in our life. Isaiah chapter 59, verses 2 says it this way. It says, but your iniquities have separated you from God. 
Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Unconfessed sin separates us from God. Maybe you're here today and you feel like that God is so far from you. Maybe you're here today and you feel like that God's living way out there and, and you're living right over here. And, 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 and listen to me this morning. We've all been there. We've all been in that moment where, where we feel like God is so far from us. That God is way out there and, and they we're over here. And, and we've all been there. But this is what I've learned to understand. Is this. That our sins doesn't alter God's love for me. It doesn't alter God's love for me. He still loves me. But here's what it does do. It impacts my closeness to him. If I have sin in my life, it's going to impact how close I can get to God. That's, that's what it does. Now, his, he's, he loves me. And at any moment, I can go to him and, and, and confess everything. And he, and he and begins to take it out of my life, just one after another, confessing. But if I don't confess it, it just separates me from him. It just drives a wedge between myself and him. But when we confess like David did, that, that distance becomes smaller and smaller in our life. The reason why Jesus died on the cross, so that you could get close to him. That's the reason why he died. Yes, it was to save you, absolutely. But it was so that you could get close to him. But how could you get close to him when we live with sin in our life? We can't. We can't because that sin is what separates us from God. And so God, so Jesus died on the cross to, to get that sin away from us. To that, that, that sin that separated us from God was taken from us when he died on the cross. And here's, this is what I thought as I was preparing this message. I thought about when Mary Magdalene comes walking into the house of the Pharisee where Jesus is eating and she walks right up to where he's sitting. But she comes in carrying this this little bottle of perfume, this alabaster jar, this, this perfume. And she breaks it and she begins to pour out her soul on Jesus. But you have to understand that bottle. That bottle represented her life. Because during that time that, that prostitutes, they, they would wear perfume and that scent would, would tell everybody around them who she was or what kind of lady she was. So she brings this, this her livelihood. Everything that she was was in this bottle. And she comes walking into the room where Jesus is sitting and everybody's looking at her. But she's so focused to get where Jesus is. Why? Because she knows what's in this bottle is what's separating her from him. And so she walks up to Jesus and she breaks that alabaster box and she begins to pour out her soul on Jesus. In other words, she begins to confess everything that she was in that moment to him. Everything that she was was in that bottle of perfume. Her past, her present, all of it, everything that she was was in that moment. And she broke it on him and she began to pour it out on him. In other words, she began to confess her sins to him. Jesus, this is who I am. She, he already knew who she was. He knew who she was when she walked in the room. She, Jesus, this is who I am. Jesus, this is my past. This is what everybody identifies me as. All these things, God, but here it is. I don't care about that anymore. I just want to break it open and pour my soul out on you so that you can change me from the inside out and that I can be the person that I know that you see me to be, that I don't see. In that moment, she's confessing 
everything that she was to Jesus. In that moment, she felt a closeness that she had never felt before in her life. Why? Because she confessed her sins before the Heavenly Father. And he drew her close to him. Luke chapter 7, verses 47 and 48 says this. It says, Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has, has been forgiven little loves little. And then Jesus says to her, Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Why were they forgiven? Here's the reason why. Because she confessed it before him. She poured out everything that she was in that moment on Jesus Christ. And my question to us today is that, do we still have those moments in our life where we pour out everything on God and say, God, here it is. I, I confess this. I confess that. I do all of these things, God. Here's my life. I'm opening my soul to you so that you can fill me up so that I can be the person that you've called, called me to be. Have we got a way of confessing the sin that's in our life? You see, she was there. What I love about this story is this. You see, Jesus changed her. The Bible says that she was there during all the crucifixion events that happened to Jesus. She was there when he was beaten. She, he, she was there when he was hung on the cross. She was there when he raised, was raised from the dead. She was, every, she was everywhere where Jesus was after he changed her. After he changed her, but before he could get to her, there was a sin, this separation that kept her from getting to where Jesus was. And others say that she was also there in the upper room waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. Why? Because he changed her. She was this, and now she's no longer that. She confessed her sin before God and said, Here's my life, God. I pour it out all upon you today, God. I don't care what people think about me in this room. I don't care what people think. Why am I doing this? I just want to be close to you. Do we want to be close to Jesus? If we do, then we got to learn how to confess what's in our life that's going on. All of this was happened because she was willing to get there where Jesus was. The separation was taken from her when she acknowledged her sin. So two things real quickly this morning. Miss Karen, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and come on up if you don't mind. You see, when I confess my sins to God and ask Him to cleanse me, this is what I'm doing. I'm just acknowledging that I have dirt in my life. That's all I'm doing. All I'm doing is saying to God, God, I've got dirt. So number one is this. Guess what? Everybody look at me. Y'all don't look at Karen because I know she's, y'all are like. <laughs> Listen to me this morning. I don't care how long you've served to God. We all have dirt in our life. We all have dirt. We all have dirt in our life. And the question is this. Are we going to clean it up? That's the question to us today. Is if we all have dirt, if we all acknowledge that we have dirt, what are we going to do with the dirt? Because here's what I've learned and understand, that if I walk into my house and I see dirt on the floor and I refuse to clean it up, what happens is the dirt begins to make its way to other places of my house because I refuse to clean it up. You see, there's a lot of times where I might see something and I just step over and keep walking. Well, eventually what I step over is going to make its way throughout the rest of my house because I don't clean it up. That's what sin does. Unconfessed sin, sins that you won't clean up, it makes its way into other parts of your life to where you start acting and start doing things that you never thought you would do because you compromised in this area and you refuse to clean it up and it's this and it just begins to spread throughout your life. 
That's what happens to dirt that goes unclean in my life. And if I don't clean it up, I get in trouble by my wife as well. Thank you. You see, the, listen, the dirt that started here now has made its way over here because I forgot to clean it up there. Do you, do you get the, the visualization this morning that when there's dirt, if you don't clean it up, it just starts making its way to all the other places of your life? And it separates us from God. It separates us from the very thing that God's wanting to do in our life. You see, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 says this. It says, your boasting about this is terrible. Don't you realize that, that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough? It just takes a little bit to ruin the whole batch. And yet we, just, we, we sweep it over in the corner hoping that we will forget about it, hoping that it will just go away. Guys, it will not go away unless it's confessed to, towards God. Dirt that I refuse to clean up affects all the areas of my life. Ask King David. When he committed adultery with Bathsheba, what happened? It spread throughout the rest of his, his family because of that one moment in his life. Luke chapter 18 verses 10 through 13 says this. It says, two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself. Listen to his prayer. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. Robbers and evildoers and adulterers. And then he even does this. He even points out the tax collector. Thank God I'm not like that moron over there. But this, this is what I love. Then, then the tax collector, or then he says, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all of my tithes. Who does that sound like? I, I, I fast, God. I pray, God. I give a tenth, but here I am pointing out everybody else's faults and forgetting about my own. And then he said in verse 13, it says, But the tax collector stood at a distance, and he wouldn't even look up to heaven, but beat his chest and said, God, have mercy on me. Why? Because I'm a sinner. Do you see that this morning? He realized that there was a distance between he and the Father. And the only way to get there was to confess his sins to his heavenly Father. We've got away from confessing our sin to where we live sin in our life every single day. We don't confess it. We just deal with it. We just step over it. Oh, it'll go away. It's not going to go away. It will only go away if it's confessed to God. You see, the fair one acknowledges everyone else's sin. The other confesses his own. Luke chapter 18, verses 14, it says this, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. The Pharisee talked, about, talked to God about other people's sin, but the tax collector talked to God about his own sin. The tax collector went home different because of his confession. The Pharisee went home the same way. Are you ready for this? Prideful and arrogant prideful and arrogant because all he wanted to do was point out everybody else's faults and not take it uh, and not take uh, of his own sin and say God here's my sin when we feel far from God or stuck in this place that it could be unconfessed sin in our life that's why David said in Psalms chapter 139 24 God point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life first John chapter 1 Verses 8 says this, 
It says, if we claim to have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Oh, pastor, I don't have any sin in my life. Well, guess what? You just have one because you lied. I don't have sin in my life, pastor. I'm a good person. I'll allow allow God to judge, judge that. But we all have sin in our life. If we, don't claim, if we claim to have no sin, then we don't know the truth. We're not living in the truth. We all have sin. We all have dirt. And the question is, what do you do with it? And number two is this. you got to allow God to wash you clean. You have to allow God to wash you. Verses 2, David says this. He says, wash me thoroughly. In other words, kind of like your kids do when you go tell them to take a shower. You know what they do? Hit the high points. Okay, I'm done. David said, wash me thoroughly, God. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. All the areas of my life, God, clean it, search it. Whatever's there, it needs to come out. Let it come out because I want you to cleanse me in my life. When we say, Lord, cleanse me, what we're saying is this. God, I can't do it without you. That's all you're saying is, God, listen, I recognize that I've got dirt and realize, God, I need you to wash me and cleanse me because I can't do it by myself. I have. I've done it. I've tried. And it's all still there. See, I recognize the only way for me to get clean is for, you, for God to do it and to remove it from my life. Allow God to get the dirt out of your life. Allow God to wash you. First, 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 says this. There's hope. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all of our wickedness. If we confess... If we confess. You see, I think sometimes that we're afraid that we will get rejected by God. God's not going to reject you. God's not going to turn you away. He's just going to say, come to me. Let me clean you up. Let me wash you clean. It's kind of like when you have company coming over to your house and your house is a little dirty. What do you normally do? You find one room, right? And you take everything and throw it in that room, and then you close the door, right? And when people walk in, you're like, wow, man, your house is so clean. This is awesome, but don't go look over there. That's what we do. That's what our life is. We take it from here, and we take it over in this area where nobody goes, where nobody ever travels, where nobody ever steps in, and we we park it right here. And then we go back over here and we want God to do this and we want God to do that and we want God to do that. Open the door and get the sin out of your life so that he can. Don't hide it in a separate room. Don't hide it hoping that it would go away. Get it out of your life. Confess it to him so that he can change your life. The cleansing happens when we confess. You see, if my clothes are dirty, they don't get clean unless I put them in the washing machine. If, if my clothes are dirty, listen to me. If my clothes are dirty and I know my clothes are going to need to be washed, man, I'm just going to say it, so don't, don't take my man card from me. I'm going to say it. If my clothes need to be washed and I know they're dirty, I can't, ask, I can't expect my wife to wash them for me. Because I know they're dirty. I know they need to be clean. Guess what? I can turn a knob and I can add some dish detergent or laundry detergent. Don't, ask, don't add dish detergent because you'll have a lot of bubbles in your house. But I can't expect her to clean it up for me. I have to go to God and say, God, here's my sin. Here's my mess. Here's my nastiness. 
Cleanse me, wash me, so that I can be the person that you've called me to be. Confess. Confess my sins before God. You see, as a parent, I would rather my kids come to me and confess areas when they've messed up rather than try to hide it from me. I would much rather them come to me and say, hey, Dad, I messed up in this area. And I'd be like, where'd it go, kid? No, I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, hey, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Why did you do that? Why did you act that way? All these things, we talk about it. I would, I would much rather them come to me and say, Dad, here it is. I messed up. Then try to hide it from me. And guess what? Me find out about it later. That's what God is. God says, just bring it to me. Just lay it all out on the line and let me take it from you. God wants our dirt. He wants our nastiness. He wants to clean it up. He's not going to abandon us when we confess our sins to him. We find grace, mercy, love, and forgiveness when we go to God. And I said this in the, earlier as we were worshiping or as, as we were praying. God cares more about changing us than he does about changing your situation or your circumstance. He wants to change you. He wants to change me. And here's the thought, and I'm closing with this. When I thought about that, I thought about how Paul was, went, to Jesus, or went to God and prayed three different times. God, remove this thorn from my life. God, remove this thorn from my life. God, I beg you. Remove this thorn from my life. And what did he say? My grace is sufficient for you, Paul. It's a, it, I know that it's there. You've confessed it, and now we're going we're gonna to move forward. He changed me, not my circumstances. Cleanse us, oh God. Wash us clean in our lives today. Again, Psalms 51, verses 2 through 3. Wash me thoroughly from my sin or from my wickedness and guilt. And cleanse me from my sin. For I am conscious of my transgressions and, and, my acknowledge, and I acknowledge them. My sin is always before you. You see, Isaiah prayed a prayer that was very powerful when he says to God, he says, God, you're the potter and I'm the clay. He says, mold me and make me. Take whatever you need to out of my life and mold me and make me into the person that you know I can be. I want you to bow your heads this morning all over this house. I really feel like in, in my spirit that God is just really working on some people right now. Please understand that this morning that we've all been there. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Chad, I need God to wash me. I've got some things in my life that I've been dealing with that I've, I've kind of hid, hid it from everybody else and I, and. But yet, I, I, it's still there, and I need to be washed, and I need to be cleansed. If that's you, I want you to slip your hand up right now. Thank you for those hands. Anybody else? Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment that God, would, that God can cleanse you and remove from you the things that you're dealing with in your life. God wants us to be holy. He wants us to live for him. He wants us to do the things that he's called us to do. But David realized in order for that to happen, I've got to confess. I've got to air out what the stuff that's in my life. Anybody else? Just slip your hand up. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Jesus, I surrender. If you're here this morning, just, just stand to your feet.
Just stand to your feet this morning. All of us, just stand up. We had some hands that were raised, and God, God knows where they are. God knows the situation. This is what God wants you to do. He wants you to surrender it to him right now. So if you lifted your hand, just right there where you, where you stand, just say, God, I surrender it to you. The Bible says to ask, believe, and confess. That God says to confess it to him. That if we will confess it to him, if we will give it to him, he will forgive us. But he can't change what you won't confess. If there's anybody else here today that says, God, I, I've got some things in my life. I've got this area. Just confess it to him right now and allow God to change you. Allow God to do something new in your life. Because when you pray it, God hears your prayers and he will change you. He will change you. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I thank you for every person that's here today. God, today is a day of cleansing. God, today is a day that, that we're asking you to wash us clean today, Father. The God, that I've got wickedness in my life. God, I've got this, I've got this sin. I've got these iniquities in my life, God, that's, that's keeping me away from God, that's keeping me over here, God. But, but today, in this moment, God, I confess that sin before you, God, and I ask you to wash me and to cleanse me clean. Because, God, I know that you can, and I know that you will. Wash us clean today, God. The things that we forgot about, as we said a couple weeks ago, search it, search me, God. Test me. Point out anything that's there, God, that doesn't please you. And then lead us. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for himself to be able to lead you to the place that he's calling you to go. Cleanse us today, Jesus. All to Jesus, I surrender. Just lift your hands this morning, church. Just, just, do, just, do that to, just do that just one more time. Just surrender it to him right now. Say, so God, I surrender it to you today, Jesus. I surrender my life. Today's a new day. I surrender my life. God, I, I surrender my failures. God, I surrender everything about me. God, I give it to you right now in Jesus' name. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.